G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, February 25. I'm John Barker. From Winning Post, joining me as usual, my colleagues Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, Blue Diamond uh, Day at Sandown for the first time uh, on Saturday. In fact, only the second time it's ever been away from Caulfield. Three Group 1s. Meanwhile, up in Sydney, two Group 1s at Randwick, including the Chipping Norton. And I don't think it'd be too much of a spoiler for regular listeners of the podcast to tell them that uh, you have found one of your favourite horses again to beat Animo. Can she do it this time? Yeah, well, I've been lured into Fangirl again. Uh, Spoiler alert. But uh, yeah, she looks like getting conditions to suit. We had some rain early in the week uh, to push the track into a soft six. Uh, Thursday afternoon, but uh, clear uh, weather Friday, Saturday. I think we should be getting back to a good four, soft five, I would have thought at the worst. And they're the conditions she needs. Um, I thought she was very, very good first up with not a lot of intent. I thought she may have settled a bit closer, but yeah, look, Animo is going to be hard to beat. He's got the right draw and every time he seems to lob into the first three or four, he wins. So he'll be very hard to beat, but um Fangirl, I think, each way. I don't think she'll be missing a place. I think that's the way to play the race. But plenty of other great action, as you said, Barks. Both cards chock uh, full of black type. And, of course, the two-year-old pitcher. Uh, well, the grand final in, in Victoria um, with the Blue Diamond. And, obviously, uh, in Sydney, the Golden Slipper um, starts to take shape with a couple more key lead-up races. So, plenty to look forward to. Well, yes, indeed. And that Blue Diamond uh, is wide open, just like it was last year. It was $4.40 the field. There's often a warm favourite in the Blue Diamond. It hasn't been winning recently. Uh, the years before last year, we had sort of a couple of favourites, uh, not much into the black, really, getting rolled. Um, but certainly, it is, Dan, a very uh, a very wide open Blue Diamond. You've spoken to uh, Ben Hayes and his runner's his and their brother JD's runners are both uh, in double figures, but, um, you know, they've got uh, probably as, as good a hope as anyone. Yeah, look, shapes up to being an open race. Um, you know, I think as just wrote in best bets, the, the roughies have sort of come to the fore in recent years and uh, they're sort of his runners, little bro, sort of around $10, $11. And Arkansas Kid, I thought, was a, a good chance as well um, from a good draw, big odds coming out of a bit of a luckless start last start. So, yeah, look, Good hand for them, but uh, the shapes up to be a very wide open contest, and um, yeah, it'll be hard to sort of whittle down the numbers for the quaddy, that's for sure. All righty, well, uh, we've got a fair way to go through before we get to the quaddy because all every one of the nine races at Sandown on Saturday, Ladbrokes Park Lakeside, is a black type race. Uh, although, do when I say Ladbrokes Park Lakeside, do be careful because the two 1800 meter races are on the hillside track and uh, some. Horses can, in fact, have fairly differing records on the two tracks at Ladbrokes Park. But we'll take you right through the card. The first one is on the lakeside track. It is race one, Ladbrokes Victoria Gold Cup. 2,100-metre listed quality handicap. And, uh, Joel, uh, we see that um, we've got the very much informed right you are and probably not surprising, fairly short price favourite uh, because we've got uh, this seven in it. Four of the others are resuming over the 2,100 metres. Stars of Karam very rarely wins. And uh, Ahmad 
Wasn't that flash first up, uh, finishing almost 18 lengths behind. Right you are. Are you with the obvious here? Yeah, I've got right you are on top. It'll just be a watch race for me, but I suppose with all the bonus bet incentives that uh, the bookies offer these days, you'd probably be pretty safe at least getting a bonus back if you were to back right you are, because he shouldn't be missing a place, but he probably should be winning. He's just in fine form. He's fully fit, and he gets in on the minimum. So he's on top. I think high emotion if there's any sort of a threat, might be her. She just runs well all the time. She's very consistent and went to a new peak in the spring, obviously, with that Melbourne Cup placing. One vow and declare got back into the winning groove late in the spring. He's obviously got the class with the big weight and five Saracen Knight next best, 6315. Yeah, and with the, the fit and in form, right, you are as well. Um, we should be settling up on the pace. In form, Ethan Brown yeah, has a good association with this horse. Looks hard to beat in the first. And with three and next time motion, the stable mate, of course, ran a third in that Melbourne Cup in his most in her most recent run. Um, look, she'll probably improve with the run, no doubt about that, but one's a suitable race here, fresh. Midnight Blue, um, look, clearly talented enough. Just a bit of queries at the moment. The Bob Peters runners with the John Leake Junior Stable, not really firing um, up to, I guess, the standard they, uh, they've been running in in the past. But... Look, I think this is a suitable race for him uh, for him first up. And in for fourth, we've got the seven stars of Caron. I think he's racing really well. The query, one win from 36 starts. But um, thought was really good in the Premier's sake at Morfordville last start. Uh, six, three, four, and seven. And I'll make it unanimous for right you are from stars of Caron. Midnight blue and high emotion. That is six, seven, four, and three. Race two at Sandown Lakeside on Saturday. Is the Ladbrokes Angus Armanasco Stakes, 1,400-metre Group 2 worth 300,000. Three-year-old fillies, set weights and penalties, Joel. Probably another race I'll just be watching, but I've gone for number three, Shuffle Dancer. Fit, in-form filly. Should have won the last three. And, uh, you know, she was a bit stiff uh, in between those two wins at Flemington when runner-up to Rote to Arataki, which is pretty good form. So just with the fitness edge and the way she's going, she's on top for me. Expect big improvement for one. She's lickety split. The market really hated her first up and she performed accordingly. Bar plates off and stepping to 1,400 can only help. Seven, Jenny Lala. Thought uh, returned with a pretty good effort at Mooney Valley, chasing the in-form on pace, a gold revolver, and in for fourth, laced up heels. Uh, another filly coming through to Kevin Hayes that was a bit... Um, well, I suppose she was only beaten sort of a length and a half, but... Uh, maybe a few people expected better, but the step up in trip should suit her. Three from one, seven and two. With the two, laced up heels. I think that step up in trip will, will really suit her. She's up to 1,400 metres. She was sort of back wide in that Kevin Hayes and sort of peaked on her run late there. She was a little bit of a drifter in the market, um, but yeah, up to 1,400 metres. Defeated Amelia's Jewel uh, in Ascot over this trip. So I think sharp improvement to come from her. Second up, one lick, she's lickety split, same boat, up to 1,400 metres. Certainly going to suit this classy filly. Good draw with Blake Shin going on. Both ticks in for third. I've got six, Eternal Flame. Uh, the Mick Kent stable going really well at the moment. Um, and look, comes out of a pack and a maiden win, but she was quite good giving away a bit of a start there. Um, and in for fourth, I have the um, three, Shuffle Dancer. Two, one, six, and three. I'm with Laced Up Heels 2 to beat Call Die, also coming out of a maiden, but uh, had placed in a listed race before that. Shuffle Dancer and 
She's lickety split two eight three and one. Fun fact: bad news for Shuffle Dancer. No favourite, which Shuffle Dancer slightly is at the moment, uh, has won the Angus Armanasco since Sabatini in twenty fifteen. Race three at Sandown Lakeside on Saturday is the Catnax Jewelers Mannerism Stakes. This is fourteen hundred metres as well, and it's a Group Three. And it's set weights and penalties, but this one is for the mares. Joel, only a small field to face the start of. But very even. Yeah, it is an even race. You, know, you can make a case for all of them. I'm with Barb Raider. She's a bit of, bit of a favourite of mine. And she was a strong winner first up uh, this carnival last year. Uh, she went on to perform well over longer trips. We only saw her once in the spring, and it was a bit of a disaster. Um, they sort of were, were trying to just keep it a one or two runs and the prep was sort of delayed. She ended up going to Sydney for the invitation and oh, she was four and five wide the trip. It was uh, yeah, bad watch and just a forgetful run. She's trialled up super and the stable's going really well. So I expect it to be hard to beat. Three, Espiona. Uh, the excuses just keep mounting for this girl. She wasn't in the right part of the track first up against the boys at Ranwick. Uh, you'd expect sharp improvement. Four, Turath comes out of a couple of wait for age races against the boys. So it should be well placed. And six, Pride of Jenny. Pretty consistent and should get the right run from the inside gate. One from three, four, and six. Actually pretty keen on Espiona here. I know, as Joel said, the excuses are mounting. It's been, past four starts, been pretty plain, but they haven't been all those disappointing. She obviously started in the market in, in those and has had all the fans. She's burnt punters plenty of times, but back to um, the Melbourne way of going, she's had the one start... In Melbourne, that was a, a dominant six-and-a-half-length win. That was 15 months ago in the, in the spring of 2021. But that was over 1,400 metres. This is the probably the one of the easier races she's seen for some time since the winning a Group 3 at this trip um, April of last year. Uh, back against her own sex for this. Um, pretty keen on her. If she can, you know, she's been a little bit disappointing, as I said, for punters. But... She can get back to her best and gets a couple of things to suit here. Um, be hard to beat. So she's on top for me, the three. Got the seven in next Forbidden City. Fit and firing this mare. Uh, ran on well to third behind the informed road to Arataki. Last start. In for third, I have the four, Chirath. Um Can mix her form a little bit, but did contest a pretty hot CF4 Snakes last start. Sandly beaten there, but was good behind the informed jigsaw prior to that. And in for fourth, I have the five Torrigine. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, this is still to come. And uh, she's unbeaten first up. Three, seven, four, and five. I too am with the despised Espiona, the uh, former future horse of the year, to beat Barb Raider, <laughs> Forbidden City, and Tarath. Three, one, seven, and four. And race four at Sandown Lakeside is the Ladbrokes Zedative Stakes. Don't have a fun fact for that one either, but it is a group three with 200,000 set weights and penalties for the three-year-olds over 1,200 metres, Joel. Yeah, very keen on Rich Fortune. Uh, I was with her in the Kevin Hayes a couple of weeks ago. She was just bolting the whole way down the straight, just sweating on a run. And once she saw the late daylight, she really clicked into gear. It was a smart win and I think she can go on with the job um, albeit stepping up to take on the boys but I think what the good sign was is that Jerome Hunter did pay up as an acceptor for Rich Fortune for the Oakley Plate. was never going to get a run too far down in the order of entry but clearly as a 
big opinion of this girl. I think she'll win again. Uh, probably have a saver on Queen of the Ball like I did last time in the Kevin Hayes. She's a bit of a favourite of mine too. She puts herself on speed and on dry track. She, she will be hard to beat, I think, in pretty much anything she runs in. Uh, she only just got nailed by Rich Fortune there in the Kevin Hayes. I think they, the Phillies can dominate. I've got Spacewalk in for third. He's been going well up in Sydney. He's a pretty good horse and he'll, he'll certainly run well. Um, not sure I'd have him favourite, but clearly some sort of a chance. And I've got six recommendation in for fourth. Uh, this was an easy winner at Canterbury, second up with a big weight and just looks to have uh, improved in his second racing campaign. But uh, keen on three from two, four and six. With the 10, La Donza Rouge uh, here. I thought her run in the Kevin Hayes was outstanding. She um, drew 12 for 13 there and looked further back than she normally does in her races, but she charged later. Last 600 was um, second quickest to win a rich fortune in the, of that race. Um, really pleasing return from this filly. I imagine she'll be settling a little bit closer to the speed, the much better gait. And uh, I think is in for a really good preparation. So I'm keen to follow her um, wherever she goes this prep. And I think this is a race that's um, based off her run last start. This is a race that she can uh, she can win second up. So 10 on top. We've got the four in next space walk. Uh, really good horse. He's he seldom runs poorly. Too good last start with the, with the lightweight up in grade here for this. But is a third up winner in for third. Rich Fortune. Um, she was terrific in that Kevin A's that win. Two wins this prep have been real good to the eye. And in for fourth, I have the seven. We Nessie. Uh, ten, four, three and seven for me. Uh, well, like the boys, I'm leaning towards the Kevin Hayes form, but I've got Queen of the Ball on top, just meeting Rich Fortune, a kilo and a half better from Rich Fortune, Spacewalk, and La Dancers Rouge. Two, three, four, and ten. Race five at Ladbrokes Park Hillside. This one is the Stowe Storage Autumn Classic, 1,800 metres for three-year-olds at set weights. Group two level, it is worth... $300,000. Don't have a fun fact for that either. Joel? Yeah, I'm with the Sydney visitor here, Osbred Rising Sun. Uh, this center, Morris, has looked very good up in New South Wales. A big win on debut from last. Went to Warwick Farm. He was a bit slow out. He loomed to win, and then the winner just uh, fought back ahead of him. He was 1350 to 1600 and five weeks between runs. And then Dropped back to a class one at Newcastle. He was a dollar thirty-five, so expected to win. But he won like a horse going places. And Brad Widdop is a proven a traveller of his horses to Victoria, and I reckon this guy can measure right up. Uh, three Hennessy Lad is fit, racing well, and has the win here over the eighteen hundred under his belt. So I think he's the main danger. And then I've thrown in a couple coming out of the Autumn Stakes. Uh, one Mister Maestro will be fitter. Step up and trip helps. And Pericles, I thought he probably had his chance there, but again, he'll be fitter and should be suited by the rise in distance. Eight, three, one, and two. They're not overly keen to bet into this race. I've got the two on top, Pericles, a started favourite in the autumn stakes, but it was a good run, strong late, and um, yeah, will be suited rising in trip, as will the one, Mr. Maestro, and more or less close the line together in that autumn stakes, those two horses. Nine, Arzino, um, sort of a little bit further back at the, at the finish line there in that autumn stakes, but I thought the run was okay. He's you know, he, he improved nicely to win second up last time in um, and wasn't far away from Mr. 
Maestro in a listed race over this trip last prep. And in for fourth, I have the eight Osbred Rising Sun. Um, comes out of a Newcastle Class 1, but looks sort of quite a promising son of Maurice. 2198. Uh, yes, I am with the ratings horse here in Mr. Maestro to beat Acosta, Pericles and Hennessy Lad. Acosta uh, second to Hennessy Lad last time makes own luck. First leg of the quaddy at Sandown on Saturday. It's also on the hillside track. It is the Carlton Draft Peter Young Stakes. It's also over 1,800 metres. Form of the St. George it is uh, wait for age group two. Worth 300,000. And my fun fact about this is that three of the past four winners have jumped from gate one, which is very good news for deny knowledge. But uh, as an 86 rater in uh, a wait for age race, uh, deny knowledge, uh, she will probably be up against it. You would think, but maybe not. What do you think, Joel? Yeah, well, I was tossing up between the Waller pair of No Compromise and Sure Fire, and we've got an early scratching of No Compromise. So it has left me with Sure Fire. He just lacked the zip first up at 1,400 in the Apollo Stakes behind Animo. There wasn't enough tempo in the race. I think this race will be a little bit more genuinely run, and he maps to just get the nice sort of run, fourth, fifth, Jamie Carter ride. A tricky race to assess with a few of these resuming, but uh, I was keen on him each way. Ahead of eight, Keats, who took on the Carline Cup first up, and I thought he performed very well. Uh, when these markets went up on Monday, the only horse to significantly shorten was this guy, and it happened quite quickly. Um, he will put himself on speed, and I think he'll run you a good race. And then I've got the Melbourne Cup, uh, Quinella, up the top, in for third and fourth, Gold Trip and Emissary. But seven each way for me from eight, one, and two. Yeah, I'm with the Melbourne Cup Quinella in the opposite order. I'm with the two emissary on top of Gold Trip. Um, look, just a really good horse. Emissary, very good fresher horse. He won the heavily in in good style. First up last time in. He's won a trial leading into this. Um, happy to be with him first up, even though uh, a couple of these uh, got a run under their belt. But yeah, with two on top. Gold Trip in next. He too can come to hand quickly. Hasn't won first up, but he's placed on five occasions. Pretty versatile horse. In for third, I have the seven Surefire. Um, we'll really appreciate rising to this sort of trip. 1,400 metres, a bit too short for him. Good second up form record. And in for fourth, I've got the three New Marion. 2-1-7-3. I, too, am with Emissary to beat <clears throat> Young, Verta, Surefire and Gold Trip. The big one is race seven at Sandown Lakeside. Ladbrokes Blue Diamond Stakes, 1,200-metre Group 1 set weights for two-year-olds. Joel, it's worth $2 million bucks. And fun facts, no Blue Diamond winner since Nadim has come off a last start finish worse than fourth. And that only gets rid of Picky, uh, Arkansas Kid, Dasonic Boom and the second emergency, Beauty Rising. Five of the past nine winners have jumped from barrier nine or wider. No winner has jumped from inside four since Miracles of Life ten years ago. The inside three barriers, this time uh, occupied by Party for Two, Extreme Threat and Don Corleone. Uh, and Colts have won six of the past eight Blue Diamonds. 
No gelding has won since Coozie in 2003, and he wasn't first past the post. The Philly Rodine was. So the first gelding past the post, or the last, last gelding to be first past the post, was Road to Success back in 2000. That streak's going to continue because there are no geldings. I think the rules in the various hormones you can give geldings have pretty much uh, wiped that out. Although geldings have really never, only three of them, uh, only four of them, in fact, if you include Coozie, have ever won this race. Anyway, that's enough of my yak and Joel. What do you like? Yeah, tricky, tricky race. Um, I've got three horses. They're all double figures that I'll just have a little something on. I've gone with uh, the one that is the shortest of those three and eight Don Corleone. Just, I guess, a slightly different form line to, to most of them. He was very impressive on debut, sitting wide and running past Kundalini, who's a filly I've got a lot of time for. And then was costly, if you were with him at the odds on in the Piero plate, he missed the start. Um, stepped a bit slow and then he actually got a pretty good run through towards the inside but as the day panned out there wasn't the place to be and of course we saw the amazing performance of Cafe Millennium out wide just sweep past them all uh, Paul Snowden said post-race that the horse just didn't sweat at all uh, even before the race or, or post-race just no sign of sweating and may have just cooked from the inside I think was his description on a very hot day so Possibly there's room for improvement. They've got a good draw and grand final trainers with their two-year-old. So I'll go with the eight to beat seven VC. Very impressive on debut. And then came back 100 metres in the chairman's. I think that was against. He quickened quite well and then just probably peaked on his run behind Zulfikar. I think the 1,200 will suit a lot better. 17 cents school now. She's got a run. I reckon it's a good roughie. I think she was 40. She's trimmed into sort of mid-20s now that she's into the race. But both of her runs in the preview and the prelude have been very good. She... Looks to be crying out for 1,200. She's bred to be a good two-year-old, too, out of that good Philly Karuda queen. And couldn't leave Barber out of the mix. Three from three, done a little wrong, and can certainly win. Eight from seven, 17 and one. Imagine earlier, I'm with one of the Ben and JD Hayes runners in the form of the two, Arkansas Kid. Around $50 um, in shop at the moment for this Colts. I think well over the odds. Uh, the, the debut win on Cox Plate Day uh, ran over the top of Mexico. He was three wide there. He lost the plate. He was sort of hampered at the start. A few things went wrong. Yeah, too well for him, but he was strong and, and was a, a good winner win. there. Won a trial leading into this prep, and then a stable took him down to uh, Sydney for the English Millennium. And it was just a forgive run, really. Put the pen through that. Um, he was sort of back in the field. Um, due to the wide draw and sort of held up, held up when got sort of making his run and looked like he was travelling nicely into the race. He uh, was hampered with quite significantly due to a, a horse that had fallen. So complete forgive run there. He'll be strip fitter uh, for the run. He's drawn really well here. And, and speaking to um, Ben Hayes during the week, as you touched on Barks, he, he doesn't think that this horse should be nearly that price. I certainly doesn't think the discrepancy between him and little bros, their other chance in the race is sort of $10, $11 should be... Uh, um, taking a bit of a flyer here, but I think well over the odds, Arkansas kid. I expect him to um, to to be in this for sure. So two, that's two on top. I've got the one in there. Three from three. The golden between was 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 outstanding, and then sat handy there to be beaten, and he were tufted out for a good win. Little Bros closing nicely in for second. That horse, Little Bros, is my third pick, and in for fourth, I have the twelve Steel City, who's look, she's. Bumped Handy horses, a golden slipper fancies in her first two starts, Red Resistance and Learning to Fly. Uh, of course, that horse came out and won that English Millennium Race. So, 
Paul Miranda good, is is good, even though she still is a maiden. Two, one, four, and twelve. Yeah, I've got little bros on top as my value bet for the day to beat Steel City VC and Barber four, twelve, seven, and one. Race eight, second of the Group Ones, third leg of the Quaddy at Sandown Lakeside on Saturday. Lamaro's Hotel, Futurity Stakes, fourteen hundred meter Group One weight for age, worth seven hundred and fifty thousand. And uh, six of the past seven winners have jumped from barrier six or wider. Well, there's only uh, eight in at this time. So we're talking Aegon, My Oberon and Laws of Indices. Good news for you, Joel. Yeah, look, uh, this is a, you know, a tricky little race. And I don't know if there'll be much between them again as there, there, weren't, as there wasn't in the ore. Uh, the two I've come up with are both $19, so I'm going to spec them both at, at a price. I'm sticking with Aegon. I thought he was pretty good first up. You know, only beaten 1.3 lengths. Not many horses come from the back and win coming along the inside at Sandown. I, I don't know what it is, but um, they, they struggled to win, and he was back on the inside, and I thought he performed pretty well. Uh, they were going to wait for the blaming next week, but it looks like, um, I guess, the, the smallish field here has lured them in. And... I think at $19, he's worth sticking with. Seven, Mr. Mozart, I've got him for second. He's got to prove himself at this level. But I think he's sort of really turned the corner in the last six months. He was very good in the spring in Sydney. Two good seconds, uh, should have won first up. Then went to the Golden Eagle. You can forget that. He drew 19, had no hope. And probably should have won first up in the Southern Cross. It was a bit of a blanket finish, but he missed the start, got back, and that's not really his go. And then he didn't have much room in the straight and still only got beat half a length. He'll kick through from gate one and put himself on speed. Two, Alligator Blood, very good horse. Um, he got the right racing style too. You just know he's going to be up front for a long way and be hard to catch. And three, Mr. Brightside, I've got in for fourth. But I'll be having something on both five and seven. And then I've got two and three next best. Yeah, hard to separate first use selections here. I've gone to three, Mr. Brightside. Uh, he had a few, quite a few good runs in it. He was outstanding, closing from last. The late splits were some of the day's quickest. Um, obviously, smaller field. I think he's... I mean, I got the blood. The uh, only on-speed runner in the race, or the, the likely leader anyway. I can either sit outside him or maybe a pair back, but he'll be much closer in the run this time around. He's a two-time winner, second up, and he has won at this track. He's just uh, so consistent, knows where the line is, and I'm with him to uh, get another group one here, second up. So three on top. I'm Thunderstruck um, in for second. I don't think he lost any fans um, in that run in the all. Closed well there. I think he's going to be a little bit better over further than 1,400 metres, but um, he does improve second up and um, better draw this time around as well. In for third, I have the two Alligator Blood, who, as I mentioned, looks the should be able to lead this for fun. Um, and in for fourth, I've got the four Laws of Indices. Three, one, two, and then four. Yeah, I might have been with Joel and Aegon, but um, just Gentleman Roy out, I just think Alligator Blood might get too easy a time of it. Alligator Blood on top from Aegon. I'm Thunderstruck, Mr. Brightside. Two, five, one, and three. And what a fantastic race is the last. It's uh, the third of the group ones, fourth leg of the quaddy. It comes out of the 1,100-metre shoot. Uh, they're using the second winning post. And it is the Ladbrokes Oakley Plate, group one, only worth the 750K, which is fairly rock-bottom money for a group one. Nevertheless, the uh, 
Fun fact that I have seven of the past 11 winners have been mares and the last 10 winners have either been first up or last start winners. Uh, and the only ones not in that category are Marine One, Uncommon James, Chain of Lightning shooting for gold, Oxley Road triple missile. Joel, what do you like in the Oakley Plate? Yeah, great race to finish the day. Um, I, again, will be having a two-play strategy, but I, I'm keen on Uncommon James. Uh, I think he'll would have benef- he would have benefited plenty from that first up run at Sandown. He was just a little bit keen without cover. Didn't quite switch off for Damien Lane, but he really fought out the finish. Just no match late for the strong burst of lofty strike over the top. But he'll be fitter, drops nicely in weight, as a few of these do. But I think he showed there that he measured right up to this level. And he's a good bet each way. I'll be having something also on number 16, Zapateo. Uh, just thought it interesting that Daniel Moore takes the ride. Normally has a good association with Maliva. I give her a little bit of a rough chance too. But Zapateo is a good mare and good fresh mare. She was very good winning the toy show first up last prep. She had Chain of Lightning's measure, albeit on a wet track in the How Now at Caulfield, and then finished the campaign with an unlucky and eye-catching fourth behind Asfura. So she's got form around some of the leading hopes. I think she's over the odds. Uh, 13 IME, 7 from 12, just been taken along beautifully through the grades this time in. Uh, hits this fresh. Jamie Carr ride. She would have had the pick of a few. I think she's right in the game. And 10 lofty strike. Couldn't leave him out. Uh, it was an impressive win in the Rubiton where he swept over the top of them. He's a, a smart colt that can win without surprising. And, and as mentioned, I thought Maliva uh, might be a good roughie to include in your ultra. She's good first up and is, 1100, is an 1,100-metre specialist. But 8 from 16, 13 and 10. We'll be back in a couple as well here at, at sort of uh, each way odds. Marine One's big price, um, around 20 to 1. I thought his run in the Rubiton was, was very good. Um, no match for the winner lofty strike, but he does get... Two and a half kilo weight swing on that horse here. Um, you can settle closer to the actually his, his horse can sort of settle handy and look, there'll be plenty of speed on. Settle a few pairs back and and every chance by Harry Harry Coffey, he'll be uh, he'll be really running on well. So seven for me on top. It was just over the odds. King of Sparta and next horses have seen a bit of money um, during the week. Fifteens until about eight dollars now. Um, Johnny Allen takes the ride for the first time, but look, you know, a horse that in the past you could probably say may mix his form, but he's been able to put two to, two on the trot this preparation quite impressively um, in Queensland. Freshened up for this, which I think suits him. And this is obviously a tough race for in Queensland, but um, generally measures up to whatever he gets thrown in. In for third, I've got the eight uncommon James, dual strip fitter from that first up run. And in for fourth, I have three Mask Crusader who will be getting back. Um, Barrier 16, but he's got a booming finish on him. He can come to hand fresh and he will be uh, making his presence felt late. Seven, five, eight, and three. Uh, yeah, I am with Chain of Lightning. Uh, Mare down in weight, usually a good recipe for this race. Excellent run. First up, uh, excellent overall record. Will she now be looking for a little bit further? I guess that's the query. I am me. Uncommon James and Zapateo are my second, third, and fourth. 11, 13, 8, and 16. My best was race four, number two, Queen of the Ball. And value bet race seven, number four, Little Bros. Joel's best also in race four, but number three, Rich Fortune. His value bet race nine, number eight, Uncommon James. And Dan's uh, glutton for punishment best is race three, number three, Espiona, who I am also tipping. And his value up against mine in the Blue Diamond, 
stable, mate. Race seven, number two, Arkansas Kid. Randwick is the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. And what an exciting meeting it is. Uh, a track rate at a soft six on Thursday morning, as Joel alluded to earlier. Uh, it is drying all the time. We would hope to get back to a good track. And the first of the black type races is for the two-year-olds, the two-year-old males, two-year-old Colts and Geldings, Elite Sand and Soil, Skyline Stakes, which is over 1,200 metres at set weights. It is a Group 2 worth 250000 Five of the past six winners have jumped from gate five or wider, and the past nine winners of this race have either been first up, of which Disney and Speedster are the only ones, on debut, of which Sideshow is the only one in this field, or last start winners, and that includes Rush Hour, Bases Loaded, Extreme Spirit, and Tavs. Joel, what do you like in the skyline? Yeah, I didn't have a real firm opinion, but I've come up with uh, the market elect here, number eight, Shinzo, well-bred by Schnitzel out of Samo Reddy. Thought the debut was pretty good, only a small field, but um, finished third behind two pretty talented Colts that had had the benefit of a run. So you would think race experience under the belt and good barrier to work with. He should be thereabouts. Uh, nine, Diabelli, the son of Fastnet Rock. Trialed okay, I thought, the other day with blinkers on. Uh, had no luck down the straight at Flemington during Cup Week and then was okay at Rose Hill before the break. Uh, but just the blinkers might switch him on this time in. Uh, in for third, number 12, Y-Mark. This is a roughie, but uh, he was ridden along before the turn. And then once he started to sort of build the revs, he just got stopped in his tracks there at Canterbury. This is obviously a step up in grade, but thought he showed something there and he's going to be big odds. And three Corniche hasn't been too far away from some of the blue diamond threats. And uh, you would think that form would measure up. I, I thought four Gan Bear was probably the other main contender, but eight on top from nine, twelve, and three. But eight on top as well, Shinzu. Um, as Joel said, the, the form in that Canterbury Stakes stacks up pretty well for this. Um, we'll take plenty of benefit from the run. In for second, I got three Corniche. Um, it's late in this colt, but look, been around. It's a pretty good horse. Far off Barber last start in the Blue Diamond Prelude. In the third, I've got the two Disneck. Trolls okay. His win at Rose Hill last start was uh, last preparation was quite impressive. Um, didn't have much luck in two runs into two good races um, either side of that win. And in for fourth, I've got the seven Make a Call. Just thought for the Snowden two year old to come up as sort of 31. I thought it was over the odds. Of course, comes out of a, a much weaker race uh, to what he saw last start when second at Warwick Farm. Won a pretty handy one in Tom Kitten, but we'll have to improve sharply. I think he can. Eight three two seven. Across to race five <clears throat> at uh, Rambic on Saturday, which is the Guy Walter Proven Thoroughbred Stakes. 1,400 metre group two for the Mayor's job. Yeah, I've gone with number two, Yearning. Hopefully, um, I'm hoping that Team Hawks can land another feature mare's race as they did last week with Electric Girl. Uh, she's a quality mare, this. She's already a Group 1 winner, of course, of the 1,000 guineas. She hasn't won since then, but also hasn't had a lot go right. She was excellent first up in the Let's Elope in the spring, ran very good late splits, and then didn't have much luck at her next couple. Uh, she's trialled well. Uh, the stable had a couple of first up winners last week, so starting to click in the gear and thought at double figures she was a good each-way play. 
definitely rate Hope in Your Heart as the one to beat. She's a class act, this girl. Continues to get better every time we see her. Draws well, should be hard to beat. Five larks per run. A consistent mare will improve for that first up run under the belt. And I've got the Kiwi in for fourth, number one, Mustang Valley. Probably the wetter, the better for her. Uh, but she does have a bit of class on her side. Two from three, five, and one. Yeah, three on top. Me, hope in your heart. Um, looks a future group one winner in waiting, this mare. Um, you know, a horse that does improve with the run, but look, she was very good last preparation, really sort of came of age. Very good in the Golden Eagle at Big Odds and then a uh, big run in the gong behind Riadini from that good draw. I think she'll get every chance in running. I've got the seven in next Norwegian Norwegian Bliss, who a little bit plain to the eye first up in the Triskay. Um, she's better than that. She's obviously a seven-time winner from nine starts. And that was sort of her only, it was her only uh, finish not in the top two. But yeah, I think she can improve off that. She is a much better horse than what we saw that day. In for third, I've got the five Larkspur run. Not much luck in that Triskay stakes. And in for fourth, I've got the two yearning. Three, seven, five, two. Race six at Royal Rambic on Saturday is the Phillies division of the two-year-olds. Catanac's Sweet Embrace stakes, 1,200 metres. Set weights, two-year-old Phillies, group two. Joel? You know, I thought Lazago was a good each-way play here. Impressed on debut, given a little bit of a freshen. She trialled well leading into the English Millennium, and I thought she ran well there. Just sort of came through near the slower parts of the track and ran fourth. I think she'll appreciate stepping up to 1,200 uh, number one, Skirt the Law, the one to beat, the unbeaten Queenslander, of course, the Magic Millions winner, uh, beating Platinum Jubilee there, who ran very well last week behind Cylinder. Uh, so the form has uh, been given a bit of a tick, and she's trialled up super in the meantime. I thought the best ruffian, one to include in the exotics, and maybe have a couple of dollars on it, 80 to 1, is number 12, August Bloom. Uh, only coming out of a maiden on the Kenzo track, and was a big drifter in betting, but she got squeezed out at the start, and really liked the way she hit the line. Last 100 metres was good work, so... Uh, might pay to watch and see how bases loaded goes earlier in the skyline because he won that maiden and it might just give us a little bit more confidence. And two, Blanc de Blanc, uh, also coming out of the millennium, was only just edged out by learning to fly and that was a, a very good performance. Just has another tricky gate to contend with. Five from one twelve and 2 We're getting on one here in the form of the four, Summer Loving, who still made from three starts, three-thirds in those three starts, which has been testing some pretty good races Third in the Magic Millions two-year-old classic behind Skirt the Law, but she just really didn't have much luck until it was too late. Uh, last 100 metres outstanding when she sort of got a got a, uh, a decent crack at them. Um, she obviously had places behind Barber and Sovereign Fun as well. So I think it's really good form. We'll sort of freshen up. Um, I think with luck in running, she'll be... Uh, so it takes some holding out, this filly. In for second, I have the five, Lazago, who very good in the English Millennium. I think rises 1,200 metres will suit her. Skirt the law. Plenty of fans, no doubt. Unbeaten from three starts. Um, you know, really well-ridden to win that Magic Millions. Two-year-old classic race, but she did it quite easily in the end. And in for fourth, I have the two block to block. Four, five, one, two. Uh, first leg of the quaddy and first of the group ones at Randwick on Saturday is race seven. Drink-wise, surround stakes, 1,400 metres Set weights, three-year-old fillies with 600,000 talking about bottom dollar group ones. Joel? Yeah, in secret, going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, couldn't find anything to beat her in the light fingers, and she won. Um, overcame a bit of trouble in running there, too. 
and she maps very well. So going to be hard to beat, but I have found one to put on top of her this time, and I'm with Ruthless Dame. just think there's a fair bit of upside with her. Um, she won her first two in good style, and we didn't see her for about 10 months, and she reappeared in the Manfred uh, against the boys there at Sandown. She had the best last 400, 200 of the day after sitting three wide and just missing behind Jacquino. So I think that four measures up pretty well. She's $12 or $13. She's had a really nice trial up in Sydney, chasing home some fast horses. And in form, Tyler Schiller gets a nice group one opportunity. So I'll be with her each way to beat. One in secret, no knocks on her. She's A grade and she'll be very hard to beat. Madame Pomery uh, is ticking over beautifully. I'm not sure what the race is going to be that she wins this prep because she'll win something. A lovely return in the light fingers and extra distance helps. And Zoo Gotcha. She's, I guess, the query because she's probably as good as in secret. We saw her beat her in the Silver Shadow before going on to win the T-Rose and the flight. She just had that uh, temperature, uh, the spike temperature. We saw her miss the uh, run first up in the light fingers. So just that slight query, but she's obviously got the class. 11 each way from 1, 4, and 3. With the one on top in secret, it's the query going into that first sub run in. I guess it still, still is a query was uh, how well she'd get away from the barriers. She sort of showed a bit of tardiness in, in the trials and she was slow away in the light fingers last start. Um, even though you watch, considering she was uh, my lazy lobster for the week and was about, about a run of outs for about eight or nine weeks. So it was good to see her win, but she overcome a, you know, the slow start and was, um, it was too classy first up. She's unbeaten second up, and um, yeah, she clearly is the one to beat for mine. So one on top of the 11, Ruthless Dane, that Jacqueline form is really hard to uh, ignore, isn't it? Considering she was first up of the pretty lengthy spell, as Joel touched on. In for third, I've got the three, Zoo Gotcha. She's obviously had um, in secrets measure in the past, as Joel said. And two, five, man, for the run. White fingers was, uh, was pleasing enough. 400 metres is going to suit her. Um, ideally, and she uh, goes well at this Randwick track. One eleven three two. All right, my fun fact about the surround is that it shouldn't be a group one. Race eight, second leg of the quaddy. <laughs> no no quibbles with this one. TAB chipping Norton Stakes. It's also only worth 600000 but it is a genuine group one, over 1,600 metres at Wait for Age, Joel. Yeah, as we uh, signalled earlier, I'm with uh, Fangirl again, uh, think she's just a great each way play you need to get better than even money for a place i would have thought that's what you can currently get and i think that's a a fair enough price as long as we get back to um yeah soft five would be okay but lovely to be on a good track i thought she was excellent in the apollo uh, ran 33 flat for her last 600 and came through near the inside in the worst ground um i was hoping animo would draw wide and just make things a little bit sticky for him again but he's just going to lob in the first three or four and be very very hard to beat 12 hinged she's got that uh, good uh, tactical advantage in these um, wait for age races where there's not much pace because she can put herself thereabouts. Uh, she led and held on very well in the Apollo. And I've got Wetor in for fourth. He's still that got that X factor, this guy. We saw him beat Zaki up in Queensland uh, last winter. He missed the spring with a, an eye complaint and then just had the tick overrun in the um, race. He probably couldn't win, but he got beat less than two lengths. So he's still got that... Um, yeah, that bit of X Factor. I don't quite know how good he is, so we'll keep him safe. But 11 from 112 and 4. Yeah, with 11 as well, fangirl. Um, looking like the track will be no worse than a soft five, and that's just going to be perfect for her because that's obviously her go. Not uh, anything worse than a soft five. She just doesn't seem to uh, be nearly as effective on. But a big return for her, from her on the Apollo stakes, um, turning on the inside of the third there. I thought 
very good, very good effort. She's in for a good preparation, and I'm keen to follow her uh, this time in. So eleven on top for me. One animo, um, lovely ride and win at last start. Just taking knows all so well. He's in perfect position every time. But the horse, I mean, taking nothing away from the horse, he, he he's tough when he needs to be, and um, his his record speaks for itself. So second up. Three-time winner and second up. Um, he's clearly the one to beat, as the market would suggest. Two, Mwanga. I uh, thought was quite good first up off a less than ideal run out wide. Needed a bit of luck again from the wider draw, um, but I thought it was a decent enough return. And in for fourth, I have the 12 hinged, obviously, uh, split Animo and Fangirl in that Apollo stakes. 11-1, 2 and 12. My fun facts about the Chipping Norton. The favourite has won... In each of the past eight years, so Animo going to make it nine in a row. Mares, on the other hand, have won six of the past seven. So good news for Fangirl there. Of course, the presence of Winks uh, has very much skewed both those little statistics. Uh, Waller, mind you, uh, another good one for Fangirl and Hinged is that uh, Waller has won ten, won this race in ten of the past twelve years, which is a pretty Amazing effort. The last of the Black Type races at Ramwick on Saturday is race nine. It is the Liverpool City Cup, 1,300-metre Group 3 quality job. Yeah, I was really sort of tossing up here to a couple of horses that I really like and Quantico and think about it, but I couldn't jump off think about it. He's just um, looked very smart, winning all three this time in, just taking a little creep up in grade every time and, and gets the job done. Um, he's up in class here, but gets in on the minimum, 53. Race weird, doesn't look to be an awful lot of speed, so he won't be too far from them from gate two. And I think he can continue his rides through the ranks. Five Quantico, very good dry tracker. So important that we get back to the good ground. I thought he was game there in the Southern Cross. He loomed to win, and then he was there to be beaten first up off such a long break, but he toughed it out well. Uh, He's got a good win in him. Uh, can get a lot further, or probably a group one, I, I would have thought. One Profondo, obviously a bit maligned, this guy, since he won the spring champion uh, back as a three-year-old. But he was very good in the Wink Stakes first up last prep behind Animo, and then just wet ground sort of plagued the rest of his campaign. Uh, he's trolled up well, as he tends to, and I think he can run a race fresh on dry ground. And if they're sort of holding onto that soft surface, then Gravina gets the extra tick. Uh, he'll run well, no matter what the track is, but uh, he's really advantaged when there's some moisture in the ground. 10 on top from 5, 1 and 7. Similar numbers, different order. And with the 5 on top, Quantico, I thought it was a outstanding win first up considering the, the break he had. Um, he was trialled while leading into that, but strong effort first up. And like Joe, I think he's uh, on the way to bigger and better things. In for second, I have the 7, Gravina. Solid behind Quantico, but certainly had his chance. Um, uh, probably want a, a little bit of a wetter track than what the forecast is showing, but look, he can still run well uh, on any sort of surface. In for third, one Profondo. See, and Ty, who's trialled up well and can run a race fresh. In for fourth, I'd have 10. Think about it. Five, seven, one, ten. And... That wraps up the black type at Ramwick on Saturday. We have heard about Joel Specials, his best race, eight, number 11, Fangirl, value bet race, seven, number 11, Ruthless Dame. Dan's value bet race, six, number four, Summer Loving. But we haven't heard about your best, which takes us out in the last leg of the quaddy, Dan, and that's race 10, number 16, Sonora. 
Yeah, rock hard, fit mare. She's in form. She's won her past two starts. Um, good win at Sandown Lake, so I was a best one to see four, but she was held up and had to over. And then after the mare 78 last start, Zach Handy and was just far too good. Again, um, Zach Lloyd takes a ride. He's she's, He was obviously come back from a bit of a suspension, but um, straight away back into form and recorded his first stakes win the last weekend on Electric Girl. So very much in form apprentice. Gets the ideal barrier, barrier one. She'll be handy up on the pace, and I think she'll take some running down with the lightweight Sonora. So she's the best. Race 10, number 16. All righty. They're racing on the course proper at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. There is a black-type race. It's the traditional Adelaide Cup lead-up. It is race eight, the Lord Reams Stakes, 2,600-metre group three. Set weights and penalties. There's 14 to face the starter. Dan looks a fairly open affair. I'm pretty keen on one Barks in the form of Alpine Eagle Mare, the map. I think she's a very talented stayer on her day. 2,600 metres um, up from 2,000 last start. Which t- Worked for okay there, um, but this is much more ago. This 2,600 metre sort of journey. She uh, was a very dominant winner at this track over 2,500 metres at the end of last campaign. Um, tested a matriarch stakes, wasn't disgraced there, but she's just, a, a, I think, a really promising mare who, as I said, is just going to relish the rising trip down to 53 kilos. Hard to beat in the feature of the day, the Lord Reams, race eight, number 14. Got the two in next, Stafford's Lad. Um, obviously, the, the Perth visitor, second in a Perth Cup over 24 metres. Uh, wasn't bad last start behind the Velvet Queen, but just sharply back in trip there. He's going to greatly up to this sort of distance. In for third, I have the one Grand Promenade. Um, looked in need of the run first up, as expected, when around 30 to 1 there, and six lengths behind Sale, mate. Right, you are. But he is going to improve sharply up in trip. And in for fourth, I've got the five, Sabona. Um, does leave a little bit to do in her races, gets a long way back, um, and can mix her form sometimes, but her best is, um, is clearly good enough. She's run second to the map. At 2,500 metres and as as well. So if he can if he can run up to his best, he's um he's an each way chance in this 14, two, a one and five. And talk us through your specials at Morfordville on Saturday. That's the map number 14, race eight, and the value comes up in race seven. I'm with the super thief who um, was good last Saturday New Valley over the 888 metres at one-off race for the Chinese New Year um, night sessions and just missed an inform one mutinous. I mean, a good prep this horse. He won over a 1,000 metres first up and it's sort of been around the mark other than a forgetful run at Sandown Hillside. So going well, this sort of race room and Laura Lafferty stick on board. So super thief, good each way play, race seven, number four. All righty, Doombin is the venue. Oh, Joel, did you, did you like anything at Morfordville? Uh, yeah, this week, just something in the last, Barks, uh, number eight, two times twice. I uh, thought the first up run was pretty good. He was a big price. 1,000 metres is always going to be the query. But, uh, yeah, he ran on well and stepping to 1,200 second up. Good each way play at about $13. Okay, Doombin, the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday. What did you find for us there, Dan? Uh, I'm with uh, buying time as the best of the day. I think a very promising gelding from the O'Day and Hoisted stable. Um, no jockey as of yet. 
um, listed. But look, if they do run here, I think it'll be really hard to beat. Found 53 kilos. Just got too far back at Eagle Farm last start. Of course, can be a bit of a horses for courses track. That was his first sort of run on that track. And look, he closed okay, but there were horses better than him. Um, this, But the key from barrier one, he's going to settle much closer like he did first up when bolting in by three lengths. 53 kilos on his back. I think he's going to be really hard to beat. Race six, number 13, the best. Uh, the value comes up in race eight. I'm with the Matty Dunn train, Deep Romance. Uh, this horse had just too much to do last start um, at this track. Gave the winner, Tillinam, about 10 lengths on the turn and really ate into that margin late. Um, it was a really good run. The wet track is, like, uh, is likely in Brisbane. And uh, that is the key to her chances because she goes much better on a wet track than she does a dry track. So Deep Romance in uh, race eight, number 16, is the, uh, the best each way play. Alrighty, uh, Ascot, the venue as usual at this time of year for Perth Racing on Saturday. Three black type races. You've got the Lex Piper for the three-year-old males over a mile. You've got the uh, Ascot Thousand Guineas for the three-year-old fillies over 1,800. And also over that, that trip for the older horses, you have the Detonator. Um, Greg Hooper in the Lex Piper likes Sizzle Me Patrick to beat Gage Rhodes, All the King's Men, Diamond Scene, 11, 6, 1 and 12. In the 1,000 Guineas, he likes Admiration Express, his best for the day to beat Phil's Playful Fine Touch and Linden Lady, one two five four, And in the Detonator, he likes uh, the one again in Maraschino to beat Corncob, Bruce Almighty and No Apology, one ten six and 5. Best was Admiration Express, race 7, number 1, value bet race 5, number 8. Let's deal. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Otaki and Matter Matter. Yeah, a couple of good programs. So we've got a group one at Otaki, the Wait for Age Classic Race 7, and I've lent the way of number seven, La Creek, uh, to beat the three-year-old Wild Knight and the other good mare, Levante, but not much between them. Uh, my best at Otaki is race four, number four, Wairau Cove. Uh, was runner-up two starts back, and the next time out at Tarapa, just got too far back, but ran on pretty well. Uh, that was a stronger benchmark 75 that he can test here on Saturday and he can return to the winner's stall. And my value bet comes out of that same Tarapa race. I'm hoping it's a good form line. Race five, number five, Nom de Plume. Both her runs this time in have been excellent. She steps up to 2,100. Uh, she's won over the longer trip before and just think she's got a bit more room for improvement than most of these. And at Matter Matter, my best bet is Pukatiro, race two, number 11. Created a big impression winning by three lengths on debut of off some good trial form. That was quite a firm track. Went on to a much wetter track next time out with a gap between runs and didn't quite finish off. I think definitely deserves another chance here. And my value bet, race eight, not well in at the weights, but number 15, Ruark, has been performing quite well. Last run was a little bit disappointing, but prior to that had been placed to these previous two. And he's shown promise over these longer trips in the past. He was placed in the Manawatu Classic, which... Uh, Booked his ticket to Queensland for the Winter Carnival. He failed in a lead-up to the Derby there before going home. But I thought he could run a race each way. Rightio, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters Lazy Lobsters Lazy Lobsters
Well, minor profit last week. Joel's selection scratched Ginger and Pink. Dan went each way on charge on, naturally enough, ran fourth. And then I went each way on the Jumbuck. Um, and unfortunately, my stupid rule with this is uh, that we count the Super Tab tote dividend because the Jumbuck was uh, $6.50 when we uh, recorded the podcast and ended up being uh, $3.75 or somewhere in that uh, area. Anyway, overall, small profit. Let's get another larger profit this week. And I'm going to uh, go each way again, hopefully with something that is not going to shorten into less than each way odds. And I speak of, of uh, Sandown Race 9, number 11, Chain of Lightning each way. Joel? Yeah, all right. Well, we're going head-to-head with our best, but um, I don't think there's much between them. But I'm going to lend uh, to my fancy rich fortune. So uh, race four, number three at Sandown. You actually add 20 bucks back on the ledger box because uh, Charge On was scratched um, about an hour or so before the race uh, didn't end up running. Um, so... So, yeah, a winner, a $2 winner and a scratching. I'll take that last two weeks after my recent form. Um, I'm going to Morpheville for my uh, $20. Race eight, number 14, the map. Uh, yes, indeed. Many apologies for that. I, I somehow uh, got confused with uh, Charge On's previous start. Um, the map, all right. Okay, well, it leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is uh, online now and it is in shops first thing Friday morning. And it has got all the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, all your favourite features, plenty of great reading, including Matt Stewart's tribute to uh, his mate, Dean Lester, and indeed uh, all our mates and uh, a bloke who is genuinely loved in racing will be farewelled uh, this Friday. Um, So uh, we hope you uh, very much enjoy your Blue Diamond Stroke Chipping Norton weekend. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.